Welcome to SonaCast, a podcast from the team at Sona Nanotech Inc. Sona's unique gold nanorods will power next generation diagnostic devices and medical applications. In every podcast, we seek to learn more about our industry with expert insight and special guests. Welcome to episode 10 of SonaCast. I'm Darren Evans, Sona's Head of Communications, and this week I'm talking to Darren Rolls, Sona's CEO and President, about plastic. Now that might seem a strange thing to think about when it comes to lateral flow and the diagnostics industry, but actually it's something that we should all be thinking about. Recently, Darren Rolls wrote an article for Diagnostics World News about plastic pollution and why the diagnostics industry has a responsibility to deal with it. Hi Darren. Hello. Um, so yeah, so with regards to the article, I mean, one of the major reasons why I thought we should bring this up uh, as a point to the diagnostics industry is obviously within the space that we work in, we use a lot of plastic within the laboratories, um, you know, everything from pipette tips to weighing boats, and obviously lateral flow tests themselves, um, you know, uh, predominantly the cassettes that we use are made from plastic. Um, so I just thought, you know, as, as we all kind of venture into the future within lateral flow diagnostics and you know, the science industry in, in general, um, I feel that we should do our bit uh, to try and you know, reduce those, uh, you know, the number of plastic units that we're consuming. I mean, you know, the world's in a bit of a grip of plastic pollution at the moment. We are, we've all seen it on the news. Um, you know, we've all seen the documentaries uh, that have been shown, and you know, it's quite harrowing in a way. Um, you know, so we kind of we need to kind of try and address this catastrophe or this looming crisis that's uh, that's coming towards us. You know, it's um, kind of takes years and years and years for plastics to degrade. Um, you know, whether they're put through, especially when they're put into the you know into landfill, or you know, obviously then they make them make their ways into the waterways. Um, you know, a lot of the plastics in our industry will predominantly get incinerated because obviously within the lab um, you're kind of putting plastics into clinical waste bins and so on and that gets incinerated but still that's not a great thing uh, for us burning plastics into the atmosphere. Um, So I think what I've kind of tried to outline within the article is kind of like some of the issues that we're facing and and, and what we do within the lateral flow industry um, and and then some potential possible solutions on kind of what we can do to, to fix it. I think people are starting to become a lot more ethically driven now uh, with regards to their choices um, and especially as as we see lateral flow diagnostics starting to kind of creep into the over-the-counter consumer market space um, then I think you know those consumers will start to make those ethical choices a lot more you know even just a simple change in terms of pregnancy tests now that you see um, you know everybody knows a pregnancy test and everybody mm-hmm. uses them um, as a standard consumer but now the new pregnancy tests that are starting to come on the market have started to use um, you know, kind of non non plastic based uh, bases um, you know, whether it's on the membrane or the actual set itself or they're starting to use bio- biodegradable plastic and actually you know um, I think it's not just our industry, lots of industries are moving that way. Even literally last night I was watching an episode of the Chelsea Flower Show and um, someone had started coming up with products for uh, bio- biodegradable plant pots and um, it, you know, it was one of the innovations that they were showing there and I think you know, lots more industries are going that way. So, um, so I think certainly the mm-hmm. diagnostics industry can step in and do their bit with new, new materials new, uh, and so on. Okay, so when you think about the diagnostics industry then and you talked about the plastic casings in, in lateral flow tests, what's the kind of scale of that? What are we looking at? Well, I mean, last year 
you know, there was there was over like a billion tests made every year. A billion every a, year. A billion, right? So, so imagine, you know, they're not, they're not huge plastic cassettes, but a billion is 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 actually. I don't think you can imagine how many that is if you piled them up in, you know, in one space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and it's, and it's actually really surprising that people don't realise how many are being made, and that's year on year, and that's only increasing as well. Um, you know, so it's predicted to about be about two billion maybe in the next three, four, five years. So. Yeah, that's tons and tons of waste. There's something like um, you know, estimated anywhere between between five and thirteen million tons of plastic waste enter the oceans every year. It's, mm. it's, it's a, a huge amount, um, and obviously that can have devastating effects on marine life and um, you know, kind of even just simple landfill space. Absolutely, and I mean, we, there was something recently, wasn't there, about the deepest dive into the Mariana Trench, and they found plastic waste at the bottom of there. So that's the kind of scale we're talking about here has infected every part of the human landscape and every part of the the natural world as well yeah and you know, you imagine i mean just for the plastic to travel down that depth right? i mean mariana trench is like you know, everybody knows how big mount everest is and it's like you know a huge amount many more times bigger than that or deeper than that so you know for that plastic just to travel down there that plastic must have been in the ocean a long time ago to get down to that depth um, you know, and, and then to find out there, you know, I mean, as, as a human race, we've got to ask ourselves some serious questions about what the hell we're doing to our planet here. Mm. So I think, um, you know, we, we, we can't fix the problem overnight. Definitely not. Um, you know, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be really hard. Um, but I think, you know, we're all smart enough. You know, the, the, the amount of intelligent people in, you know, in, in scientific labs around the world, you know, working in material science, working in diagnostics industry. I mean, you know, we're all kind of coming up with solutions on how we can fight cancer and how we can, you know, kind of um, overcome some deadly diseases like Zika virus and Ebola and, you know, HIV, malaria and stuff. I mean, you know, th- these are kind of like life-threatening conditions. So maybe we can put some of that, some of that intelligence towards maybe just coming up with a few better materials, something that will biodegrade or something that can be mm. reusable. Um, you know, one of the thoughts and ideas that we've been discussing with a number of partners is around you know whether you can have a cassette a bit almost like a like a blood glucose monitor where you're actually only just putting the strip in and the actual cassette or the the unit becomes you know a permanent piece um and all you all you're doing is swapping the strips in and out um you know and, and how that could potentially work for you know a diagnostic test whether it's in a clinical industry or whether it's um, you know in a um, animal diagnostics or whether it's in a field in an environmental test um, yeah, so we kind of it's it's trying to move away from this throwaway technology, um, you know, because we're we're all you know, we live in a throwaway society, and it's just kind of trying to move the you know shift the needle a little bit. Um, and as I say, it's it's not going to be done overnight, hmm. um, but it's we've got to start somewhere, and, and I think you know people are starting to do that now. Absolutely. I mean, you briefly mentioned um, one company earlier, the U.S.-based startup Leah. Um, which hit the headline for producing the world's first flushable and biodegradable um, pregnancy test. Now, that's a, a really interesting technology, and if something like that could be kind of uh, used, utilised more widely, do you think that you know that would work for other diagnostic tests? I think so. I mean, it's got to be a place to start, right? I think. Um, I mean, you know, hats off to Anna. Um, you know, uh, she's Anna Simpson, the founder there. I mean, to you know, to come up with the concept and then to execute on it. Um, you know, and to be able to create products that can go into the market to do it. Zero glass fibers, no batteries, no plastic, no nitrocellulose. 
you know, they, they're typically elements that are found in all lateral flow tests. Um, you know, and, and she's removed them all and come up with a you know a housing that that can be flushable. Now, I mean, we'll wait and see uh, mm -hmm. the, the, how flushable it really is. I mean, we've not we we as a business have not done any tests on those materials, and you know, obviously there's a huge epidemic around flushables. You know, in in the kind of sanitary uh, space where the, you've got these huge um, clumps of materials kind of uh, cl clogging up sewers everywhere um, you know so, so how flushable it really is but it's you know it, it's a step in the right direction in terms of biodegradability um, and how you um, kind of dispose of that product really um, rather than just putting it straight into the bin which will just go mm. to landfill. And before we come up with these technological um, leaps, you know, from plastic to other biodegradable materials, there are other things that the diagnostics industry can look at, um, thinking in terms of multiplexing, for example. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you don't have to change the whole house as such. You can just um, maybe... You know, it's, it's, uh, change the roof? Yeah, ex exactly. Exactly. You can, you know, a lot, a lot of people think, well, okay, rather than making two billion tests um, next year, why don't, why don't we try and stick to making one billion, right? You know, because that's only a small number, right? Okay. <laughs> Let's try and stick to making one billion and, and ask ourselves, well, where the other, where's that growth going to come from? Well, why don't we try multiplex tests? You know, why don't we look at the technologies around that? So instead of conducting, um, you know, a, a you know, three or four different tests on an individual, um, you know, to detect a particular di disease or whatever. Maybe if you can uh, combine the different analytes, um, you know, to make multiplex tests. I mean, and there's there's multiplex tests out there now. You know, it's a simple um, you know tests that are conducted in U.S. hospitals and healthcare centers for you know for detecting heart disease essentially. Um, you know, they, they they have a different number of biomarkers on them. Um, you know, but again, they typically then go on and do further tests and whether you can kind of bring those together. Um, you know, there's a, a number of different tests you could do, uh, looking at different, um, you know, infectious diseases, for example. Obviously, there's, it comes with its challenges, you know, and cross-reactivity, um, you know, and, and just even the simple number of analytes on a strip and whether you've got mm. enough sample to run that. Um, but again, they, they, they're just all the challenges that you look at and that I think probably there's, enough, there's certainly enough intelligence within the space to overcome those. Um, you know, the conference that, we, that uh, we've recently attended in uh, Amsterdam around lateral flow, there was a, there was a lot of talk around kind of uh, multiplexing. Um, you know, we interviewed a few people on the podcast and literally everybody said the future is around you know, multiplexing um, and quantification of those results. So I think there's definitely uh, ways to do that. You can you know, look at putting number of analytes on the same strip in one single cassette or um, you, know, you can even just have multiple strips within one cassette as well so except might be a little bit bigger but you know um, but still a bit more reduced than individual sizes um, and then just have a number of strips in there as well so so there's lots of um, thoughts and ideas around this there's already examples in the market that can do this on a, on a very small scale um, but I think everybody that we talk to in the industry is moving towards that and uh, obviously you know from Sony's perspective um, you know the use of our nano rods and the different colours that they bring, you know, for simple interpretation, especially as I say, we move in towards this over-the-counter consumer market space. Um, you know, people want to be able to interpret results quite quickly and quite easily. So, um, you know, by just simply introducing different colours of different analytes and different test lines, um, you know, that's that's an easy visual uh, thing that can do. And then obviously we can take advantage of those optical properties and 
uh, you know, turn into a quantified test to give that feedback to individuals, you know, whether it's through a software program via an app or whether it's just through a hardware program on a, on a reader system. Um, you know, again, you know, creating a bunch of data of which then gets amalgamated and used for the greater good, um, you know, for you know, kind of looking at epidemiology and, you know, kind of disease outbreaks and so on. Um, so there's a huge amount of um, change coming, I think, in the lateral flow industry. Um, and this so this area around kind of reducing our plastic waste certainly should be just one thing that we're, that we're addressing. You know, the uh, um, as people say, the plastic problem's already been diagnosed. So now the diagnostic companies need to come up with a solution. And I think we'll leave it there. Darren, thanks ever so much for Thank joining you. us. Thanks. That's all from SonaCast this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Also, make sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date with all the latest news and analysis from Team Sona. On Twitter, at Sona Nanotech. On LinkedIn, just search for Sona Nanotech Inc. And on Instagram, Sona underscore Nanotech. Team Sona will be attending various industry events throughout 2019, including the Lateral Flow course in San Diego, Medica in Dusseldorf and AACC in Anaheim, where we will be recording future podcasts. If you'd like to be one of our special guests, get in touch with us through any of our social media channels. Also, we would love to get your feedback on Sonacast, so please get in touch to let us know what you think or if you have any ideas for future guests or content.